Welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Welcome to the show. Happy Monday after a, a lovely little sports weekend. And I tell you, I had my hopes up. I don't watch hockey. A lot of people were talking about, oh, there's this going on in hockey. I don't, I don't know. I know yeah, nothing about hockey. I'm right there with you. I don't. And I probably never will. I uh, watched a lot of basketball over the weekend, though. And I'll tell you, I was very excited about yesterday, Game 7 for the Celtics and the Bucks. Game 7 for the um, Suns and Mavericks. There he is. I almost forgot who played. (laughs) It was one of the biggest letdowns in sports history for me. I mean, I was hunkered in, ready to go at 2.30 Central Time. Thought I was going to just spend hours on my couch watching basketball. I did. But it wasn't very exciting. <laughs> it just it's especially when you look at what the Suns did all season, and then you get to this moment, Game Seven, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Chris Paul being the point guy, Devin Booker we've just watched form into a superstar over the last couple of years, especially in the playoffs, and you get to Game Seven, ultimate t- choke job, just awful performances. Just I I don't understand how you get to Game Seven. And you just don't show up. Like that's the one game that you need to have everything just streamlined, ready to go. You're in the moment. You're in the mood. You're ready to play basketball, and you get blown out. Yeah, we talked points. about that a little bit on Friday too with Devin Booker. You know, you talk all this shit, and like you're trying to build this rivalry with Luca, or like maybe not even he is, but like the media is trying to like turn this into a thing. Uh, I saw even over the weekend. I think it was pre. It's like Sunday morning, people talking about Luka versus Booker is going to be the next hot rivalry mm-hmm. in the NBA. No, it's not. Because <laughs> one of them didn't show up. And I really like Devin Booker. Yeah. I've been singing his praises for a couple of years now. But you can't come out and talk all that shit and lay on the floor and be like, this is the Luka special. Do the thing where you try to take the ball from him and all that stuff. And then come out and drop 11 points in a game seven. 11 points in a game seven. And I mean, and get absolutely just blown out. I think at one point watching the game, he was like 0 for 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a terrible start to the game. It never really got better for him. Uh, he's 0 for 4 from the three point line, 3 for 14 on the game, and he played 37 minutes. And I tell you, the score, 123 to 90, the game wasn't that close. <laughs> it was it was worse than what the score even shows. And, you know, Chris Paul, another guy who I like and I, I've rooted for, another goose egg. He, he puts up 10 points and, like, four assists, one rebound. Terrible just, performance from your big two there in Phoenix. Well, and even with, like, DeAndre Ayton only playing, like, 17 minutes and five points. Like, did he go down with an injury? Did I miss that at some There point are rumors or? that he checked himself out of the game and said, I'm not going back in. For DeAndre 
Wow. Because they even asked Monty Williams, like, hey, why the low minutes for Aiton? And he said that's like a, like personal. Like that is personal. But there are a, a lot of rumors swirling, swirling around that he refused to go back in the game. That he got checked out and said, nope, I'm good. And also, I, he needs a new contract. He's a free agent. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. He's one of those guys, they didn't offer him that max deal. And uh, a lot of people, DeAndre Ayton included, obviously, not too happy about that. Uh, good luck getting paid now. You're game seven, and you decide, no, I'm good, actually. I'm not going to go yeah. back in. I wouldn't pay him either. And, you know, I think they were already probably considering how much they should pay him. Now I don't know if that's going to be a good fit. Maybe you try to do like a sign trade for him or or something. I, I don't know, but it kind of feels like he's probably gone. I did see Chris Paul say he's not retiring, that he is coming back for another season. And at age 37, it, it feels like he kind of hit a wall throughout the series to where yeah. he started out pretty hot, as the whole team did. And then something happened, and he just – fatigue set in. I don't know. He was not the same player for games like 5, 6, and 7. Well, that was Those kinda, are pretty important games too. That was kind of like all of them. It just – you know, the last couple of games we've been sitting looking. I was like, man, we thought it was over. We just thought Dallas was done. Just can't do it. You know, Lucas started out injured, comes in kind of slow. You know, has a big game here, there, and then it was just all right. Well, now we just expect Phoenix to put them away, and they didn't. And then, as much as we're talking about the letdown for Phoenix, we have to talk about just the way the Dallas Mavericks stepped up and took care of business. Like you were down at one point in this series, and then you come in to tie it, and then you win it in Game Seven, and it's just like that's the fucking way to do it. That's how you build a championship team for the Dallas Mavericks. And like you said, Game 7 win on the road. Luka Doncic, 35 points. Brunson gets 24. It's like, okay, this kid is the one we've been talking about on, you know, can he stay consistent and score big points night in and night out with Luka? Game 7 you can, and it helps out tremendously. Oh, and let's not forget about uh, Dinwiddie, excuse me, dropping 30. That's a huge help. If you can get those three going throughout the rest of this series, look out. And Luca only played 30 minutes. Like he dropped 35, 10, and four assists, but did it in 30 minutes. Uh, obviously, that game was an absolute blowout. At one point, I, th- I think they were up by like 50. If I if I remember right, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really paying s- super close attention because it was it was a, it was a blowout. And you know, for the Phoenix Suns, that's a team that I've been rooting for over the last couple of years. Like you said, but your stars really did not come. To play and you know not even just the stars like guys like even Bridges and Cam Johnson some of the other guys that they have come off the bench and the secondary players they weren't good either this was just an altogether yeah. ass kicking uh, by the Mavericks and I kind of find myself rooting for them now yeah. in the Western Conference like the Honestly. Warriors are a cool story I don't think I want to see them win again I mean, even with now Memphis being out too, it's like, okay, now we have Dallas versus Warriors. We've already seen the Warriors. We've already seen them have their success. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting to see that they're back here, that they've come over, they've overcome Happy everything. Yeah. Now I want you to lose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm here for the Luka narrative of him like dominating in the playoffs. That would be amazing. Because yeah, last he, year wasn't everyone saying like he just he's not a playoff guy. He's going to be good in the regular season, gets the playoffs, and it just doesn't happen. I mean, shit, it was like last week. Jason Kidd was like, he can't do it all by himself. <laughs> or can he? <laughs> Way to go, uh, Jason. <laughs> can he? Because you might just want to get out of the way there, Coach. Um, I don't know. And even, like, they asked Luca in the post game, like, were you aware at halftime you had as many points as the Suns? He said, of course. <laughs> like, I, I love that people talk shit to him, and then he came 
to play. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that was his answer. Fantastic. Yeah, he had like 27 at the half. Yeah. And they asked him, were you aware? Of course. <laughs> and that's great. I, I love when players do that. And we talked a little bit about Luca and how great he is in the playoffs. He just keeps adding to it. Yeah. Uh, like Even like this game. Only plays 30 minutes. I mean, he came out red hot. Dropped eight points and within the first couple minutes of the game. And just like right there, you knew. All right, he's going to do something special tonight. He didn't even have to be that special because he wasn't playing at the end of the fourth quarter. <laughs> right, he, he was just sitting there chilling while the scrubs came in. Uh, Boban played some yesterday. Like, that's how <laughs> out of hand this game got. Oh, man. He scored two points. Got a basket. And, um, you know, another thing that I saw with DeAndre Ayton, DeAndre Ayton was drafted the same year as Luka. Mm-hmm. Probably regret that one now. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, for years we've been talking about, like, Trey Young and Luka were traded for each other on draft night and all that stuff. Even last year it was like, well, that was a pretty fair trade. Is it? Not anymore. Is it, though? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to give up on, you know, Trey Young in Atlanta yet. Because no, I think I, he's still good. Yeah. He's not Luka. Definitely not. If the Hawks have that one back, they're like, you know what? We're going to hold on to him. Yeah, we actually we see what he's he likes to attack the basket. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't play defense. Well, shit. Neither is Trey Young. Uh, six seven. <laughs> and he can shoot too. Yeah, I think we'll do it. And even in the first game of the day, the Celtics versus the Bucks. That's another game we've been talking a lot about. Obviously, a series that we've been talking about. I didn't have a rooting interest. I've been saying the whole time. I just wanted a good game, and I didn't get it. And I was disappointed. Not in the fact that the Celtics won. That was cool. But the fact that the Bucks just could not compete with him. And yeah. both teams yesterday that were very good at hitting the three. The Celtics and the Mavs. Blowouts. Both of them. Uh, live and die by the three. They did it in a game seven. I expected a good game. I wanted a good game. I did not expect to see Grant Williams do what he did yesterday. It, uh, just to be honest, peek behind the curtain. There were a couple different times that he kept shooting and I thought... Why? Why is he still shooting? Who gave him the green light to jack up like 23 pointers? Which might sound like a joke. He shot 18. 18 three point attempts for Grant Williams in a game seven. I don't think that's the way you draw it up, but that's what happened. He dropped 27 points. It was just, he was the role player that stepped up for him. Uh, Even guys like uh, Jason Tatum only scored 23 points. Mm -hmm. He didn't really need. A lot of big points. So even like him in Game 7, he still showed up. He just didn't have to knock down those those big shots. Yeah, he had quite a few turnovers. But guys like Grant Williams, really, like he's the reason why they won that game. Oh, big time. And the fact that he was able to come back and play too is huge for him. So you like to see that for the Celtics, especially now that you're heading into the, conference, the Eastern Conference Finals here. But it's like when you also look at the Celtics stat line here, Grant Williams, like you said, 27. Jason Tatum, 23, and then you have Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, who kind of had like an 11 and 19 apiece. Like, all right, hey, like that's like a nice, consistent scoring from your starters here. Like Al, Al Horford, excuse me, only had six points but 10 boards. Like that is a quality starting lineup right there. That, that is a massive dunk, heck though. of game. He had one of those hang-on-the-rim dunks. I thought he was going to get teed up for it, but he didn't. I mean, he probably should have, but also it was kind of out of hand at that point. And I kept waiting for the Bucks to come back in. It's like, okay, here, Giannis is going to do something. Giannis played well. Um, I think it really showed up yesterday that he can't do it by himself. Guys like Drew Holiday uh, not shooting the ball very well. Wes Matthews. Uh, 
you're starting Grayson Allen. Like, I don't know why he's on the court <laughs> ever. Uh, they really missed trips. Chris Middleton a lot. Yeah. Not to make excuses. You have to play through injury. Everybody's facing them. But they did. They really missed Chris Middleton in this series. And it finally came back to get him in game seven. Uh, they needed another guy to come in and knock down some shots. Just didn't have it. You know, it wasn't Brooke Lopez doing it. He can contribute sometimes. Like I said, Drew Holiday, he can. Uh, Portis even. Usually they get a guy that can step up and hit those big shots. And they just didn't get it on Sunday. Um, but happy for the Celtics to see them advance. That's another team that I, I do like rooting for. I find myself rooting for the Celtics and mm-hmm. the Mavs for the finals. It's going to be hard. So that I picked the Celtics and uh, Warriors going into the finals, but I want to be the Heat. Like I want the Heat to go, but like looking at this, to be honest with you, it's going to be difficult. I think it's oh, going to yeah. be hard because I wanted. Who did I want? I picked Celtics and Warriors, but I wanted it to be Memphis and Miami. I thought that would be a fun series. Still going to be interesting no matter what, but it does look like this is the Celtics' year. Like coming a new head coach, you're ready to rock and roll. The way you're playing, the way everything has changed. Jason Tatum has just been a stud, and now you have everyone else stepping up too. And it's like when you look at the Celtics, what was it four, three or four years ago? We're looking, I was like, man, it's just not, it's not working out. Like they're just constantly moving pieces in and out. The players just doesn't look like anything's happening. The whole Kyrie Irving situation was a big part of it too. It's like okay. You know, he's here, now he's not. It kind of put him in a spot where it was different and odd. And it was like, they just kind of said fuck it to everybody. And now they've taken off and they're here at this point. I think if they do make the finals, they have a really good chance of winning it. And, like, that might be like, oh, no duh type of situation. Like, you're in the finals, of course you have a chance to win it. But I think they could get to the finals and just dominate. Like, they just have so much size and length and they can shoot the ball. And you got a freaking power forward shooting 18 three-pointers in a game and hitting seven of them. Like you're shooting 40% from the three-point line in a game seven. That's a pretty good stat line to have. And when you look at the Warriors, they just they live and die by the three-point. And when you look at the Mavs, they live and die through Luka. You look at the Celtics, they live through Jason Tatum. They live through Jalen Brown. They live through Marcus Smart's defense. And now you have Grant Williams coming in, too, and being a factor now that he's back from injury. It's like these guys are going to be almost impossible to stop. Like I really think Miami is in a lot of trouble because we thought – you know, the mindset was a couple weeks ago, maybe it was last week we said, it was like, hey, Miami has a chance to find themselves back in the finals because this series between Boston and Milwaukee, they can just beat the crap out of each other, and they're going to come into that next series tired. I think the Celtics just got themselves primed for the Eastern Conference Finals. They're going to uh, roll in here just face ready to team. roll. Yeah. Uh, with Giannis. If you can stop Giannis, slow him down a bit, you'd probably be just fine against Jimmy Butler. Because yeah. when you look at Miami, I mean, like as much as I love them right now, it's just they're all kind of role players. Kyle Lowry's dealing with the you know a hamstring strain, so that's not good. Jimmy Butler has been very consistent and solid. Him in the playoffs, he is a superstar. I know we talked about that last week. Like, is he? Is he not? I think he is. Like, who? Jimmy Butler. Like, I think we we're just kind of like downplaying how good. I think he he's has an all star. I don't think he's a superstar. I just I don't know. For some reason, I think we're just kind of underplaying him for whatever reason. And I don't know why. It's like we're almost scared to kind of recognize like how good he is. Yeah, I think he's really good. And I'm not just saying it because I'm a Heat fan. It was like hearing everyone else talk about him and recognize him, and like especially when he gets to the playoffs, it's like, oh, have I been kind of like downplaying how good, you know, he is or his impact and stuff like that for Miami and the team throughout the playoffs? I don't think he's a top ten player in the league. It's probably why I would say he's not a superstar. That's like, fair. You can't have like, you can't have twenty superstars because then, yeah, that's not a superstar. That's 
pretty much every good player in the that's league. star. <laughs> yeah. And that it's kind of like my LeBron thing. Like, he's the second greatest basketball player I've ever seen. Jimmy Butler's still very good. Mm-hmm. He's, he's an all-star. Yeah. I just don't put him in that superstar tier. Especially when you have guys like Luka, Giannis, Embiid, Jokic. Those guys are kind of dominating the league right now. I put Jason Tatum. I think he's going to be a superstar after this season. Yeah. Because the way he's playing. And with Jimmy Butler, he's been very good. He's been in the league for a while, so he's not like an emerging guy. He's been around for a minute. But I think he's good enough with his Heat team. I wouldn't be surprised if they won the finals. I mean, they did. They Weren't they in there the last couple of years? Yeah, in the bubble. Uh, Heat versus Lakers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him. Bam Adebayo, kind of a similar situation. I think he's a he's an all-star level star player, but I don't think he's a, a superstar. But then you have guys like Tyler Hero that are showing up. They've got a, a solid team. And I, I love it. No more super teams. Yeah, I really I hope and pray that you know some of these guys like Kyrie and Kevin Durant, LeBron. I hope they don't go chasing a super team this off season and be like, hey, this is not really working out for me. I'm going to go to the Seventy Sixers or wherever else it may be. I love watching the Celtics and the way that they built it up. Even Miami, like I, they're not a super team. I, they added Jimmy Butler in different ways, but. That's not a super team, so I, I still love that. Warriors did it through the draft. Mavericks, I don't even know how the Mavericks are here, just to be honest. <laughs> like that, that's not a good team. It's all Luka. And just like the role players, just they step up at the right time for the Mavs. Like with with Bronson and stuff, like we've talked about it too. It's just like, okay, hey, like, <laughs> we need you to be more consistent. Dude comes in, Luka's not playing. Bam, drops 30 points. Luka is playing, and he drops 10. And yeah. it was like game seven, it was like, okay, hey, I'll – I'll score with you, Luca. I got you. Don't worry. Even we'll Luca, though, man, like he was out a couple games, and Brunson yeah. stepped up. I think the the big piece for the Mavericks actually might be Dinwiddie, if he can. Like I've been a fan of his for a while. Yeah, with uh, where was he at with Brooklyn, and then Brooklyn. he got traded, mm-hmm. and I that was when I kind of became aware of the name, and you've been a fan of him since then. Before that, of course, but it's like if the Mavericks can get that to pan out with those three guards, especially, you actually might have something there. And if they're figuring it out right now in the playoffs in the game seven against the Suns, uh, see ya. Like, good luck. Because that is going to be tough against the Warriors. But at the same time, the Warriors are the Warriors. So Yeah, and they're dealing with their, their own thing. I, I think even almost for the Warriors, they're kind of bored. It's like, hey, we, we know we should be in the finals. And I think that's why they let teams like the Grizzlies kind of sneak back into that series. Without John Morant. Like, as soon as John went down, that series should have been over. But they let the Grizzlies kind of hang around. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with them. I think now, Western Conference Finals, you're probably not letting teams sneak up on you. You're probably taking it a little bit more serious. But I do wonder if they'll overlook the Mavs a little bit. You guys don't belong here. What are you doing? It's just Luka. We'll see, though. Uh, Steve Kerr is supposed to be back from COVID. No. So a lot to be excited about. Uh, those games, well, we don't have anything going on tonight. Celtics Heat starts Tuesday. Warriors Mavs starts Wednesday. And also the draft lottery is Tuesday as well. That one snuck up on me. I had no idea Ooh. that was here. But it is. And um, we'll be excited to see that because I think that's a really good draft too. Tuesday's in like tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Tomorrow. No, that just it, you're <laughs> fine. It just always confuses, like because Sports Center does it too, 
where it was like, oh, this happened on Monday. And I was like, today is Monday. Like, mm-hmm. say it happened today. But well, I know there's a reasoning because, yeah. like, there shows might overlap and times and stuff and like that. And who's listening when. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like when I listened, I was like, oh, breaking news. This happened Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I was like, May 17th. that's fucking right now. It is now Monday afternoon. <laughs> uh-huh. the, the draft lottery going to happen May 17th. So well, no, no matter when you're listening, you're, you're all set. It's May 17th <laughs> is when it happens or happened. Maybe you're listening super late. Uh, you shouldn't be. But um, the NBA is starting to dominate. We'll see what happens with the NFL uh, taking maybe a little bit of a step back. I'll tell you who's not taking a step back. That's Roper Kia. Hop Ooh. in there, check out their inventory, look at it online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike Tup, you're going to get $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride at Roper Kia. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. One person that would be taking a step back, or so we thought, is Drew Brees. Uh, Rumors come out that he will no longer be with NBC, and there was speculation about it. I don't know what's going on. I'll tell you what. I don't think Drew Brees knows what's going on. Uh, He even put out a tweet that, yes, I could return to uh, football. Maybe I'll return to NBC. Like, I don't know what's going on. Really super confusing. I don't know what's going on. I'll tell you what shouldn't happen. He should not return to football. No. You're done, dude. TikTok sound. You're done. You're (laughs) done, my guy. Here's another one. You're not that guy, pal. You're just you're not that guy anymore. Were you once? Absolutely. Did we love it? Everything, appreciate everything you brought to the game, the records that you hold? Yes. But just like enjoy retirement, Drew. Just yeah. go hang out with your sons. They're cute as hell. You just have some fun. You've spent so much time on football and just enjoy time with your family and be away from the game of football and training and like hurting yourself. That last year you played no one knew how injured you were, and then it comes out everything that you dealt with. And I was like, man, how in the world did you make it through a whole season of play consistently? There ain't no way. Why would you even want to chance that? So when you come out with the tweet, it's like, ah, oh, you know, like, dude, despite speculation for media about my future this fall, I'm currently undecided. I may work for NBC. Yes, you should still work for NBC. They make a shit ton of money. And that new desk that you have with Maria Taylor, you, Chris Sims, and uh, Mike Tirico is no longer going to be on there. Who's the PFT guy? Florio. PFF? Yeah, oh, with yeah. him. So, like, that, you got a good thing rolling there. Keep doing that. Play football again? False. Focus on business? Should do that. Philanthropy? Absolutely. Train for pickleball tour? Yes, that is fun. That's kind of my favorite. <laughs> hey, you're talking to a two-time pickleball champ, little high school, right uh-huh. here, gym class. How Me and my buddy have- Tucker, y'all don't stand a chance. Promise you that. A senior golf tour, do it. Coach your kids and all the above. Everything but the football, go ahead. All about it, Drew. Yeah, and I, I do think that uh, Bryce has a point here. Maybe Breeze is now seeking the Brady money, and NBC is not having it. I do wonder if for Drew Brees, it's like, wait a second. This is almost like you're going to start getting announcers holding out. Be like, mm, I don't like my deal anymore. I call good. this game. I might go coach my kids. I might go back to football. And then NBC is like, man, we, we kind of need you for those Notre Dame games. So <laughs> here's some more money. Like, I know you were happy with two. 
Now you want 10? I don't, I don't know. I think it could be something that we start to see happen, though. Because last year, like, Drew Brees was supposed to be the next guy. Yeah. We keep saying, like, oh, this is the next Tony Romo. This is the next Tony Romo. Drew Brees not very good calling games. But, like, I think Drew Brees ought to be the lesson for what why Fox is giving Tom Brady so much money. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get in the booth and just spill out everything you're thinking in, like, a 10, 30-second time span and then move right on to the next play. Like, that's what makes that job so fascinating and, like, makes it people, people think it's easy. Because, like, oh, we just pu- draw up the former play, you know, put a little scribbles on it, say what happened, this is it. No, you got to say in about 15 seconds because right when you finish, the next play starting, and you got to do it again. I've never understood how they see a play, they rewatch it, they figure out what happened, they do a bit on it, and then they go back into the game. I'd be so confused in the second of just like, oh, I need a little bit more time to kind of digest what just happened here on this play. Like, where did the success come from? Unless, I mean, these guys, they've been doing it for years, though, so they know exactly where to look or what probably happened. But, like, that's the part that I always think it's amazing, and I think that's where Drew Brees was like, ooh, Okay, it's going to take a little bit of getting used to. I think it's a lot harder than people think. Um, I know that I've talked about it on enough podcasts and radio shows before that people are like, oh, I could do it. No, sweetheart, you couldn't. If you, if you really think you can do it, pull up a game of Madden, just put it on like a simulation, not a simulation mode, like an expedition match between two random teams. Don't play. Just watch the game and then try to call it. I'll be honest, I tried it. It was very fucking hard. Or mute your TV and then actually get like a, a true game pace. Uh-huh. You probably get a little more time figuring out the down and distance and stuff like that. It's not as easy as you think it is. Or like just knowing off the top of your head, like, oh, there was a 23-yard run, things like that. Yeah. It comes to you very fast. And uh, I'll tell you, one of the hardest things to do is to speak while somebody else is talking to you. Mm-hmm. To deliver coherent thoughts. I don't think people realize how many other folks are in the booth right. with them. Yeah, or talking in your ear, being like, hey, maybe you have a spotter and it is like they're on the 38-yard line. Okay, thank you. But that's like information coming into your brain while you're trying to relay other information. Or, hey, like we're setting up for this highlight package. Talk about that. Here's your opportunity to share this story and everything that goes on. It's very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Should they be making $37 million to do it? Meh. Probably not. <laughs> that seems like a lot. Uh, but I, I do think it is a very difficult job to do. And a, a lot of people just assume, like, oh, yeah, I could do it. Like, I, I watch games on mute. I've heard that. I've seen it tweeted. Like, I watch games on mute, and I do it every Sunday. Congratulations. I bet you fuck up a lot, but nobody's there to see it either. <laughs> but I, I do think that it is probably very tough for those guys. And with Drew Brees, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the next step is for him. I didn't think he was great calling games. Just tough. I think it was okay during the pregame stuff, but I don't know. Maybe he didn't like it, and maybe it wasn't what he signed up for. And he wants to try something else. But I don't. I do not want to see him back playing football. That arm was shot. Yeah, bad. How many screenplays can you run in a row? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even uh, who is it? Dennis Allen, the mm-hmm. head coach of the Saints, was like, "Yeah, that's probably not actually going to happen." I'll tell you who really doesn't want it to happen is Michael Thomas. <laughs> Michael yeah. Thomas has like been on the field. He's been helping Chris Olave. Now you get these rumors started. He's gonna be like pff, foot flared up again. His fucking ankle, man. <laughs> surgery just didn't work. It's freaking mad. It was, yeah. point, it was a pointless surgery. Guess I'm gonna have to get like another one and <laughs> be out, or just maybe you could trade me and it'll be healthy uh, magically. I used to talk shit on Michael Thomas because all he ran was slants. It's not that that's the only thing he could run. It was the only thing that Drew Brees could throw. 
It was like, mm-hmm. Michael Thomas, here's another slant. It's like, oh, just let me go deep. <laughs> right. So that's on me. I'm sorry, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there there probably is something to that whole, like, <laughs> man, I'm running a lot of these short routes. Like, yeah. If we could just do something down the no field. No wonder his freaking ankle hurts. It's just been sitting there planting and going, planting and going. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we give it a little yeah, bit of break let me just other run? Side. <laughs> 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 My left foot yeah. is worn out right now. Uh, let me break on that right foot. Uh, I, but I, we'll see what happens with Drew Brees. Uh, I thought it was interesting that he came out with it now. Uh, a couple other things, though. How about some baseball over the weekend? This, I don't even... I didn't even know how it was possible or how it could happen. The Reds lose while throwing a no hitter. <laughs> I saw this alert come through on my phone, and like I didn't even do any further research because I was like, "The fucking Reds, man!" Like I don't even know how it was possible. Like I couldn't wrap my mind around it. I was like, "I don't have time to look this up" because I think I was out of graduate. I think it came in. Was it yesterday that this happened? Sunday? Yeah. yeah so I was out of graduation. My youngest sister graduated high school. Congratulations! Hey, I don't think she's in the chat today. Um, but it was just like, how in the world, like, how are the Reds going to do this? And then you later find out, yeah, you gave up, you didn't even give up a hit. You walked three people and then there was a ground out and you let the guy score. Come on. Yeah. It was tough. And it was their, their rookie, their top prospect, Hunter Green. And a lot of people say, don't pull him. He was at like 118 pitches. He'd walked some dudes. Was it his debut? No. Oh, no. He's been up all year, but that starts to get to the point of like, sorry, dude. 118 pitches? Wow. Yeah. Like, and then you're starting to walk some people. It was time to pull him. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody's arguing that one, excuse me, but or at least they shouldn't be because it was time for him to go. But then it is, it's just, it's such a Reds thing this year. Too, you throw a no hitter, but mm-hmm. you still find a way to lose. They're on pace to lose like 120 games, I think it is. Last time I checked, that's. That's not good. <laughs> I can't believe it. And again, to throw the no-hitter and then to lose. I know the last time it happened was like 2008 or somewhere around there. It wasn't that long ago. This feels like one of those things that only happens once every 100 years. Yeah. Like the last time this happened, there shouldn't have been TV. Do you like know you who I read f- about it on the pa- in the paper or <laughs> listen to it on the radio. I wonder what the headline would be from way back when. Like those old time headlines, because I feel like they were just fucking ruthless in them. <laughs> Reds suck again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The it, person I feel the worst for, though, Mike Moustakis. Like that dude won a World Series with the Royals, and it's just been like went to Milwaukee for a little bit, had some fun and success there, mm-hmm. and now it's just like, man, I'm on a shitty team again. Yeah. Or uh, Jake mentions in the chat too, a guy like Joey Votto, who's been there for forever. Yes. Excuse me. Um, I don't quite feel so sorry for Joey Votto. You've probably had your opportunities to leave, but I guess like good for him for sticking it out because I did not expect the Reds to be this bad this year. I thought they would be like a middle-of-the-road, pretty solid team in that division, and it is really bad. We always talk about when a team's kind of developing and like, you know, trying to get better. We always say, or excuse me, I always say, like, you know, they're trying to figure out how they're learning how to win. These guys are figuring out every way to fucking lose right now, though. Like, it doesn't even feel like they're close to winning. It's like, ah, you know, like the TV show, 100 Ways to Die. 100 Ways to Lose is what the Reds are doing this year. It, and they just found the oddest one. They do have, like, some pretty solid-type veteran guys. Like, it's not the worst lineup that you'll see. It, clearly, it's not the best. But they've got some guys 
Uh, like obviously, like a Joey Votto type, uh, Mike Moustakis, who's on like the IL. Don't really know why or when that happened, but there's Tommy Pham out there. Like there are guys that you'll recognize their name. They yeah. should not be losing. This isn't like the A's have almost no one. I don't recognize their names. The Orioles are the same way. Somehow the Reds are worse. Like the Pirates, who just beat them. Pirates are terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow the Royals are better than the Reds. Explain Ew. that to me. I don't know. I'll Mike take Matheny it. <laughs> this is the worst manager in the history of baseball. <laughs> Probably not. Speak your real mind on it. You haven't. Because we talk about it for local radio, but you're not allowed to cuss. Or, like, of course, you're not allowed to cuss on radio. The podcast, we just like, it's a show we can do, we can cuss if we want to. I think he's a fucking moron is what he is. And, uh, you know, when he got hired to be the Royals manager, I thought, like, this is a bad hire. This is dumb. And he came from St. Louis. We have a lot of St. Louis Cardinals fans in our area, friends with a lot of the guys. And as soon as that hiring came through, one of our buddies texted me. He was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be bad. And he's like, you have no idea how bad. <laughs> and I didn't believe it. It's so bad. I mean, you have some some really good players on that lineup, in that on that roster, with like MJ Melendez. But he can't get in the lineup, and it, it really pisses me off. Like, there's no reason to be playing anyone on that roster outside of Bobby Witt Jr. more than MJ Melendez. And that's including Salvador Perez. I love Salvi. He's fucking 32 years old or something like that. His ass can't catch anymore. You have a top prospect that can do it, and you refuse to play him. Like they played him in fucking right field one day. That's stupid. Just let him catch your DH. Let Salvi honestly just DH every day. or And play Melendez at catcher. That's what they should be doing. But Matheny won't even put him in the fucking lineup, so that's how I feel. Oh, and then you want to talk about Ryan O'Hearn? I, I'm starting to hate Ryan O'Hearn, and it's not his fault. It's not his fault he's playing. If I if if I could fire Mike Matheny today, I would. Today? I would probably do. I would like to egg his house is what I was actually thinking. <laughs> like nothing too violent, but I would, I would like to at least at a minimum throw a couple eggs at his house. Say that's for Melendez. When you where are you aiming at at the house? You adore windows. 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 Funny thing about my eggs is they look like rocks and they'll go through windows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just tired of it. I'm I'm a big Royals fan. I have the alerts every day that come up and show me like what the lineup is, and it's to the point to where it pisses me off every day. It's it's stealing my joy. I should delete or turn off the notifications at least. That way I don't see the lineup every day because it is honestly frustrating. There's always something where I'm like, that's stupid. Why are you doing that today? Yeah. Or even another guy that I like for them who's a young prospect type is Kyle Isbell. He's never in the lineup. And it's not like the Royals have good outfielders. Like, oh, Michael Taylor, thanks. Like, see you, dude. Like, you're not doing anything. Yeah. Keep Benintendi at left field. Put Isbell in there. It just it doesn't make any sense, and that's where I stand on the Royals. Sticking with the state of Missouri in baseball, though, uh, Albert Pujols made his pitching debut last night. I, I wasn't watching Sunday Night Baseball. Um, I was very happy to see that the St. Louis Cardinals beat the Giants because I don't like the Giants. But I did get like the alerts and like some notifications of Albert Pujols makes his pitching debut. I didn't see how bad it was until this morning. <laughs> because oh, man. the clips and the highlights, everybody loves Albert. They just show you the last out of like, here he is, ground out double play. That ended the inning. 
They didn't show the two home runs that he gave up on Sports <laughs> But, I mean, he did. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals obviously blowing him out. And you see Pujols come in. And even then, I was like, okay, this is cool. Probably his last year, last opportunity in St. Louis. He gets to pitch a little bit. I like that. In a blowout, bring in a veteran. Let's have a little bit of fun. He gets to pitch the ninth inning. I'll guarantee it because I saw the dugout's faces. At one point, I, they definitely thought, we're going to have to pull him because he <laughs> gave up so many runs. Uh, I think he finished his like career ERA now is like 36. <laughs> Holy shit. Gives up, I think one was a three-run shot and then a solo bomb. Uh, it was not good, but it, it was entertaining. But I do think that there was a point where the, the staff was thinking, we might have to get somebody warming up in the bullpen. We might actually have to put another, like a real pitcher in, in this situation because it was not looking good for pool holes, but they did uh, eventually get the win in St. Louis. Do you know the two players that have 600 home runs and have at least pitched in a baseball game? Babe Ruth and pool holes? Bingo. All right. Did you <laughs> see the tweet? No. Okay. Well. But I know that Babe Ruth has 600 home runs and was also a really good pitcher. Baseball history savant over here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> a little bit of a historian myself. Um, I will say, though, like when you see these players come up, like positional players go up to pitch in game situations like this, what surprises me the most is how hideous their pitching form is. Like You've been playing mm-hmm. baseball your whole life. Like Even as kids, like everyone goes up to the pitcher's mound and is like, I'm going to like be a pitcher, you know, leg kick or whatnot. And then you get to the majors, like these guys just have like, no coordination with it all. Like Brett Phillips is another one when he does it for Milwaukee all the time. And it was like, man, this guy's form looks hideous. Did you see him gave up him? He gave up a home run the other night too. Yeah, I think he kind of knows like his role, and he's he's kind of a comedy thing almost. Like, there's no way that's his real okay windup. Because he's just I don't like, know that to be true, but like, his feet that. just like stay pointing forward the whole time, and he just comes in like. Over the top and just straight over the top. Yeah, yeah. And then just throwing in like BP pitches. I think I saw one of Pulhos's pitches last night. Was like forty six miles per hour. Like there's that's that's gotta be. I would be long. I would be trying. Like I would be actually trying to pitch. Like I think that would be fun just to do one time. Yeah. Unless you do too good and like actually. (laughs) Well, the old relief, relief, relief pitcher. uh, Catcher for the Twins a couple years ago. It's like, hey, you came in and you did pretty good. Now you're gonna kind of. You're going to be our blowout pitcher. I don't know if I'd want that on my record. To be like, hey, I shouldn't be out here, man. Like Brett Phillips even. It's like, I'm not going to take this serious because this goes on my all-time stats. Like, people are going to look this up in 50 years and be like, wow, Brett Phillips really sucked. No wonder they played him in the outfield. It's like, no, no, no. I'm an outfielder. They made me come in and do this. I have wanted no part of this, but they made me do it, and that's what happened. And I also saw Wayno and Yachty become the all-time leading pitcher-catcher duo in wins. And like two of three now after last night. In like MLB history? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I did not know they were anywhere close. Obviously, they are old as fuck. <laughs> um, but I guess happy to see those guys. And again, the, just the Albert Pujols outing. He came in. They were up 15-2. to two. <laughs> That is not how the game ended. It was also really cool. Evan Longoria comes up for the Giants. And has a just a nice little single base hit to the outfield, and then signals to Pujols like I want the ball. <laughs> I would too. I think that's genius. Like, hey, I got a hit off Albert Pujols, and then I think like the next batter comes up, three run shot, just 
<laughs> Absolutely annihilates it. I also love that we're no longer talking like, hey, guys shouldn't hit home runs against non-pitchers. Yeah. Fuck that. You're on the mound. You're a pitcher now, and I'm going yard. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> you throw up an egg, fucking see ya, bitch. Yeah. Gone. Game ends up uh, being 15 to 6, so he <laughs> gives up four in the fourth. I guess it's just maybe a fun little experiment, but two home runs allowed, four runs. <laughs> it, it was not good there for a second. Uh, he gets the double play somehow to end the game. So I think that maybe, was, maybe the Giants just looked at it and were eventually like, hey. That was a clip I this? saw. Was like, oh, Albert Pools closes out the game. And it was like, you see the pitch, and he turns around, he's just got like the one finger in the air, and I was like, Cardinals win. I was like, wow, that is freaking interesting. Like, well, his ERA is probably really good. He comes in to close out the game, that's a great. No, no, no. They did not show you, like you said earlier, they did not show the two home runs and the four <laughs> runs that he gave up prior to that. Yeah, his ERA is 36 <laughs> now, which I'm sure he doesn't care. He's got like 600 home runs in his career. I think he'll be able to sleep. I feel like night. that would be hilarious. So let's say you have a man cave, our pools, right? You have someone over, you're showing them all your accolades and stuff, they're asking these questions. And he was like, hey, there's one thing I bet you didn't know. ERA, 36. <laughs> Highest I, ever. <laughs> I, I've pitched a little. Yeah, I, I just think that'd be hilarious. You're not gonna believe this. I one. do like seeing the position players pitch as long as nobody's gonna complain about it. Yeah. When you do start to complain about it, of like, hey, why'd you, why'd you actually hit that ball? Ah, because I'm still playing. And would you try such a to? Number sport. I said earlier that I, you know, if I were up there, I would try to. Like, I feel like I would actually try to throw or like pitch and just kind of see how well it could go. Would you? Would that be your mindset as well, or would you try to get like the slowest pitch ever recorded? I think a lot of those baseball? guys come in and they know just like, hey, if I throw fifty-five, these guys haven't seen fifty-five in a long time. They're probably not going to know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going up there swinging. Uh, I would probably put a little bit on it, but I wouldn't. I'm not trying to ring up like ninety. And I, and I think a lot of those guys too. They don't want to hit somebody accidentally, like throwing yeah. 85. I mean, like, oh, well, whoops. <laughs> Zero <laughs> Sorry, control. <laughs> yeah, so they're just throwing like a, a nice little BP for you. And that, I'm probably somewhere in between. Like, Pujols is so old that I just don't know that he has the legs anymore to even try pitching. <laughs> There's no launch. Yeah, like, if the... I'm Brett Phillips, I'm probably getting up there maybe trying to throw in the 70s. But yeah. then again, I think like for a professional hitter, Seeing 70 is probably easier for you than seeing 45. Yeah. So there's almost like probably something to it to be like, I'm going to throw 45 miles per hour. That's what I do up here. A little and, high arcing pitch. <laughs> right? Like imagine seeing a guy go into his windup and you've been seeing 95 all day. And then that slows down by 50 miles per hour. Like you're taking your step, your stride or whatever, and you're just waiting. <laughs> now you're uncomfortable. Now you're off balance. So I probably wouldn't. Can you throw underhand? Is that legal? Maybe I'll just go up and softball toss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get the old little windmill going with the arm. Uh-huh. As, like, yeah. little kids do. Like, I'm just going to sit here and get my arm rolled up, and then you just let it go at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, didn't see it coming. I've also discovered this spring I know absolutely nothing about how to pitch a softball. <laughs> nothing. What do you mean? Trying to teach a nine-year-old how to throw a softball. Oh, okay. I was like, dude, it's I underhand. Got... Just freaking yep. toss no, it. No, okay. She wants to do fast pitch. And I'm like, I don't know. I think you twirl your arm. Not really sure where the release point is. I don't know what the footwork is. Yeah. I'm going to have to go watch some YouTube videos. <laughs> and it is tough. I almost killed myself last week. Because my daughter, like, we've been playing a lot of catch, and she decided, she's like, hey, I want to try to pitch. I'm like, all right, cool. Being in that crouch position for more than 30 minutes, I don't know how these catchers do it, man. 
I I was tore up all weekend. You got to get a five gallon bucket, my guy. Oh, already with happened. the seat. Okay, <laughs> you got the seat on it. <laughs> yep. Nice. Yeah. I, <laughs> that, like I twirls and whatnot. Nice. Out of boy. I will not be crouching down. I was debating. It's like I might need to just get full catcher's gear <laughs> <laughs> because when one of my daughters is pitching, the other one wants to hit. Yeah. That means I have to play catcher. I'm not trying to catch a foul tip to the grill. <laughs> like, I'm just not going to. I think I've told this story before on the podcast. One of my first jobs was uh, I was a little league umpire. I was like 14 years old, maybe 14 years old. And the first game that I ever had to umpire, they're like walking us through, like, here's the equipment you might need, blah, 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 all this stuff. And they had like actual catcher's gear for the umpires. And I'm like, who am I? Like, this is coach pitch softball. Mm -hmm. I don't need all this stuff. Just give me the little arm shield thing. The clicker to keep track, and I'm good. Like I don't, I didn't have a mask or the helmet, the shin guards, oh. nothing. I'm like, this is, this is little league softball. Like, I'm gonna be fine. Not even bullshitting you. First inning, a girl, she's pitching, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is a little bit faster than I thought, or the coach was, or something. I just wasn't really super prepared. Foul tip, first inning, directly to my shin. I mean, it just a loud crack to where even. The fans, like the parents in the stands are like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Like, <laughs> it hurts so fucking bad. Foul tip directly. Not like bounced off. Not like, oh, blooped it into the air. I mean, this girl could swing and foul tip directly to the shin. In between innings, I was like, get me the fucking <laughs> I want the shin guards. I want the mask. I want a helmet. I want the chest protector. Like, give me everything I, I think i brought my own elbow pads to my next game it hurt so fucking bad learn my lesson always just full equipment after that it could have been a t-ball game i'm out there umping in the field with full catch just game. clink 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 walking through all that freaking equipment on yeah oh man oh it hurt so bad but yeah catching tough to do yeah. had to go out get myself a bucket um also uh, the mike trout shohei otani I think it's becoming more and more historic. Uh, even like the MVP battle is for them now. Like yeah. it's still super early in the season, but it's like which one of them is going to get it? And I, I do think that it is really something special that everybody should be paying attention to at least a little bit, even if you're not a baseball fan. Because I, I think that we're kind of seeing like, you know, in the 60s, you had Mantle and Maris, the teammates that were racing for the home run record, but also like the MVP and things like that. You got a ton of movies based off of it now, but we're, this is like Mantle and Babe Ruth. That you have the guy that can pitch and hit, but you also have a great athlete who can play at center field. I think it's historic, and I really do think like the Angels are appointment viewing. Like, I think I'm going to make it. I'm going to figure out when they play in Kansas City. I think I have to go. I've oh. seen Trout play. I don't think I've yeah. seen Otani play yet. That would be fun to watch him pitch in Kansas City. I would love to see him pitch and hit. In the same yeah. game. I, I do think that that's like a, a sports bucket list for me would be able to see that. Because I, clearly I've never seen it before. Yo, actually, now that you bring that up, I'm sorry I'm going to take your idea. I would love to do that as well. <laughs> I think that would be freaking awesome. I, I have a lot of good ideas. Uh, June 20th, 21st, and 22nd during the week. Is that like a Early Monday, week Tuesday, series. Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, sir. I tell the day, I say it expect loud, you to know exactly what fucking day. I'm pretty sure I had this drunk conversation 
on Thursday night. <laughs> you could get them on SeatGeek right now for about $4. Well, it's Whoa, the Royals they're thing. in Los Angeles. July 25th, 26th, and 27th, which is also Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm not going to L.A. to see it. Yeah. How in the world are they $4 in L.A., but they're $10 in Kansas City? Because everyone knows people are going to go watch the A's. They're not there to watch the Royals at that point. <laughs> they got better shit to do in L.A. <laughs> yeah. when the Royals are in town. But, yeah, there's not much to do in Kansas City when Shohei Otani and Mike Trout are in town. You're going to want to see that one. Uh, July 26th, so when it's at Kauffman, they have a mystery bobblehead. little promo day. So Tuesday, July 26th. What is the giveaway? A mystery bobblehead. Mystery. Yeah. I thought you said ministry bobblehead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? There's no way. The Royals holding that. up a cross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please just pray what on What would Jesus' number be? Uh, not 666. I'll tell you that. Probably seven. Yeah. <laughs> would it be know. one? The one son of God? Three? Father, Son, Holy Spirit? Ooh, that's good. Or two. It could be one, two, or three. Oh, it could be three because there's also three of them that got crucified that day. Mm-hmm. Three days that he was dead and came back. I Jesus number is number three. three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish you were just a fucking Royals fan. So more games. I don't give a shit about that number. Uh, things I do give a shit about, 609. You should hop in there for that great happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock featuring their two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours. Maybe Jesus' number would be 69. Hey, that'd be a nice one. How about that we go about talking to Jesus Baseball number two and how about a bar with some drinks? <laughs> Happy hour. Oh, that is good. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tire service. So if you're in Joplin in the four-state area, make sure you stop right here in Joplin, like I said, 1st and Main Street at Downtown Lube. Let's get into a little bit of Matchmaker Monday now. Uh, as I talked about earlier when we were uh, discussing basketball, I mean, I was super hyped up for the Game 7s. I really thought I was going to get two absolutely fantastic games and uh, started watching the games. They, they started at 2.30. Like, I, I'm set. I'm ready to go. And at that time here in the Midwest, there was also cloudy weather. And in the bottom left of the screen – they had that little stupid, like, oh. severe thunderstorm warning. Or no, it was a severe thunderstorm watch. Mm-hmm. That alone already pisses me off. The <laughs> fact that it was blocking the scoreboard to where I could not see the score of the game for the entire first quarter and parts of the second is livid. I'm, like, trying to figure out ways to change my picture ratio to where, like, okay, maybe if I make it a smaller ratio, I can see the score or maybe if I tried this different app, if I tried on uh, my iPad, I was trying that. <clears throat> I was trying everything. Yeah. Eventually, I'm watching the game on my TV, but have the ESPN Scores app open so I can see what the score is on my iPad. we got to do a better job of matching up where the alert goes and where the score is. Because yep. that was a big problem for me, and I know um, a couple other people, it was a problem for them too. I think it was maybe just our area. Also, I don't need to – severe thunderstorm watch. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, soft-ass generation. Ooh, there might be lightning. Like, look out for the thunder. What? 
No, no, because when it turns into a warning, then you got to get covered. Right? Like, if I hear thunder, you know what? I'm going to be like, oh, there is a thunderstorm. I'm not going to go outside. Also, what is the difference between, like, a severe thunderstorm watch and then to, like, a tornado watch to a tornado warning? Like, that's the degree. Like, like you said, if there's a storm, cool. Let me know when there's a tornado watch. Because outside of that, it's like, okay, it's just a thunderstorm. The thunderstorm thing, it does not need alerting. That's like I get the flash flood warnings. Sometimes, like, yeah, that's that's a problem, I'm sure. I don't need to be notified, and I don't need to see it on my TV screen. Where does, the, like, the flash flooding, like, who does it impact? Like, this might sound ruthless. <laughs> who is it impacting? Because I get People that like alert. that can't swim. Well, I get that, but it's like, I don't know. When I hear flash flood, it's like, oh, we're going to, someone's drowning. It's like, nah, just fucking, the rivers are just a little overloaded, and the roads are going to have some water on yeah. them. They do I'm, anyways because you guys' sure fucking the, water system sucks. The flash flood part of it is pretty dangerous. I've never, like, as a guy who can't swim, been like, thanks for that notification. Now I know not to go outside. Yeah. No, it's like pounding rain. Of course I'm not going to drive through some of these low water bridges and things that we have. Yeah. It's just survival of the fittest. I don't know. If you're dumb enough to be, like, outside natural selection. swimming when there's, you know, thunderclouds in the area, maybe you should get struck by lightning. <laughs> Natural selection, just like you said. <laughs> yeah. But at a minimum, you got to figure out a way that the networks know, like, hey, we can't put this graphic in the bottom left corner of the screen yeah. right now because there's a really important basketball game going on. Yeah. Like, help a brother out. Or even if you have it, like, flash on for 30 seconds and then disappear, wait two minutes, flash on again. Like, just kind of you know, let people know that like there's an update and storm moving, not just fucking sit there the whole time. Like, cool, there's a four state area weather map. Storm hasn't freaking moved. It's still the Can't same colors on every like the, county. The bottom line. Yeah. You know, like, hey, these these areas are in a thunderstorm watch, which again is stupid. Yep. It's dumb. Don't need to know that. Sorry, Doug Hetty. Um, but that's that's my first one. Got to do something with the scores, and. It, I've had this happen before in football, too. It feels like they know what's going on more with football. It's like, hey, we're not going to interrupt uh, the screen or anything like yep. that. Got to get it for basketball, too, though. Yep. Uh, my first one is the Matchmaker Monday of Clay Thompson in his Instagram story after the Game 6 win. Melo, did you happen to see it? I did. I thought so it was I thought it was fucking sick once I figured out what it was. And you saw a clip, and Trey Young was the one that retweeted it. He was like, that's tough, I think is what he said. And like once I watched it and like heard the song that was paired up with it, where uh, it's the Jay-Z song, Paris. Like I don't know how else to... That's it? That's all you're Okay, the Jay-Z song, Paris. Uh-huh. You guys figured it out from there. But it's the fact that where there's the line of, like, he's talking about the Michaels, and then it's like Jackson, Tyson, Jordan, game six, and he had his story matched up with it. <laughs> when the song is overlaying it, I was like, that is fucking amazing. Like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen an athlete do on social media. Really? Because then just have the picture of him with the six, I was like, let's fucking go, Clay. That is <laughs> of course awesome, you dude. would. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm Like, yeah, I know it's just, like, such a little thing, but I just thought it was so freaking dope. They're like, who... How long has he had that plan? You know, like how long does he, like how far in advance did he think about it and then got to execute it? Or was it just like he listened to that song before the game and thought, oh, this is a good idea? I don't know. Because I, I follow him on Instagram and I saw his story and I was like, Michael Jackson, Mike Tyson, Michael Jordan, and then Clay. I was like, I don't. So, like, 
Yeah, but then when you see the song paired up with it, I think someone paired up the video and then put it out. Oh. I'm I'm a big Kanye. Gets the fan. people going, dude. So yeah, I immediately saw it and knew what was going on. But oh, I, you knew immediately. Immediately, yeah. I saw Michael Jackson and then it popped up Mike Tyson, and I knew where it was going. <laughs> that fast? Oh yeah, I love that song. Damn. And I like Clay Game Six. I knew that has been like a thing. In the past, so I'm I'm sure that that's something he threw together pretty quickly. But he did go off, and it was super cool. I did like it as well. Probably not as much as you did, yeah. But I did. Uh, people in the chat uh, want to get to this one. Thunderstorm warning is usually high winds and hail. Like I guess, like oh. thanks. Like I'll pull my car into the garage. Like why are you not <laughs> parking it there anyway? I don't know. I never understood people having garages and then using them as storage space. Get a fucking storage unit. Yeah. She drives me. If I get a house, I cannot wait till I get a house and I have a garage to park <laughs> the car One of these in days it. when I'm not homeless anymore. <laughs> you can help by just some donation. <laughs> in my neighborhood, a lot of people do that. They'll park their cars outside of their garage. And then the days I drive by and I see in their garage, I'm like, holy shit, how do you even walk through there? I've got two of those just down the road from me. And then not my next door neighbors, but the next house. They have their garage set up it's a man cave and oh, so like that a legit would be one cool. and i'm jealous of it i've only seen it one time where they've had it open and i drove by it it is fucking cool where <laughs> i've thought like maybe i should do that <laughs> but it, there's a setup super cool they have like this big workout equipment area but oh. then they also have like two couches in there a big screen tv a garage fridge even to where I drove by and I thought, damn, that looks super cool. My ass, I did a lap. I went back around. I was like, I got to take another look at it. <laughs> and I did. And it was super cool. Just popped open the garage door and had a bunch of people over there hanging out. Like, I, I already host some parties in the backyard. Maybe I just clean it out the garage. Yeah. I haven't and done it is, yet. Is this a house that's to the left of you two down where yeah. the cops are? Okay. Yeah. They even have a nice little backyard set up too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should probably befriend them. I was going to say, you ought to do the old dad trick. Just walk over and be like, hey, boys, just want to come see the set. I thought it was real nice, you know? Yeah. Or the next time there's a big rain and my dumpster gets Trash washed down. Trash can just bounced <laughs> off their patrol car again. Yeah, I'll just be like, hey, just want to knock on the door let you guys just know. Give the old, like, the thumb a lick and wipe off the smear. Like, oh, that was me. Sorry, guys. Uh-huh. Uh, which is still a problem for me. It still gets washed away. In the rain. That, that's the weird part, too. It's not even the wind that will blow my dumpster down the road. It's just the rain carries it away. I guess that's the flash flooding. I yeah. get the alert, and I need to know, like, hey, it's time to bring in the Get the trash old trash can. can. But it always happens on a fucking Sunday night to where it's like my trash gets picked up on Monday morning. Oh, that stinks. So I don't know. I did don't it know. rain this weekend? It did, didn't it? Uh-huh. Light rain on Sunday. Okay. Hence the thunderstorm watch. I was asleep. My last matchmaker Monday, though, and it's uh, probably going to be a small addiction for me. I'm addicted to many football helmets. I noticed you have a couple new ones over there on your side of the room. And there will be more coming in this week. I Like two summers ago, I got addicted to the little starting lineup guys. Now it's many football helmets. How did you get started on that? Found them. (laughs) (laughs) They just presented themselves. Yep, I was. Hey, just, you don't chase; you attract. I that's, what, that's how it works up. out. I accidentally signed up for Amazon Prime, so I'm like, I get my fucking money's worth on this. 
And then it was one of the like suggested <laughs> things. Amazon Prime. Yeah, I got to spend some money. <laughs> but that's my thing with Amazon. In the past, I've signed up for Amazon Prime, and then I won't use it. It's like yeah. I'm paying for this subscription, and I'm still making trips to Walmart to get shit. Yeah. So it's like, why am I doing this? So this time, I'm like, okay, accidentally signed up for Amazon Prime. Want to watch? Football on Thursdays in the fall. <laughs> Think I might need this subscription, so let's buy some shit on Amazon. That was one of those things they suggested to me. It was a mini Alabama helmet. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I'll put that in the office. Like That could be like a little decoration piece. Like I have this whole extra shelf. I got nothing on it. Yeah. And then I found um, a Michigan one, too, and I was like, that looks pretty tough. Yeah. That's like the coolest helmet in sports. But then I don't want them to be lonely, so I bought an Ohio State one and an LSU one as well. And now I have like a an Amazon list. <laughs> this got like forty mini helmets. You got a fucking wish list? No, I, I do. <laughs> I think I'm going to tweet it out. You know, my birthday is in October. You know, somebody wants to you throw should. a mini helmet my hilarious. way. <laughs> Not like the tiny ones either. They're like the the mid sized. Yeah, they're pretty nice. They're not super small. I'm looking at the 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 Michigan ones. What caught my eye this morning? Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then it? I was like, "Fucking Alabama! What the hell?" Mm -hmm. But they look nice. I like them. And I already have a Texas one, but it's signed by Earl Campbell and Ricky Williams, so that one's pretty special. Oh, humble brag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sitting uh, right behind you, just looking at it. But I'm gonna add like I'm gonna add more to it, like Georgia. So yeah. I love helmets, like the actual size football helmets. Like you have a Pitt State helmet on your shelf. I got like a Patrick Mahomes one. The other helmets that you guys had for like stick to football, the random ones that we have here, just uh, what is it, Eastern Mississippi? What yeah, is it last from the Chance Last U. Chance U? Yeah, we have one of their helmets in here, and it's like those helmets are just so freaking cool to me. Matt has an LSU and a Temple one in his office. And other times I'll just walk in there and stare at his helmets. Mm -hmm. That's a lie. I know he's listening to the show, so I want to keep him out for a second. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> I do think it's like that LSU helmet. I think is just freaking awesome. So anytime I am in there, like talking to him, like I just make sure to look at it because like that's a cool fucking helmet. I have a mini one coming in on Thursday. Can't wait to look at it. And one thing that I love about helmets is like the like the lights that like shine off of them. I just think that is so freaking cool. So like the way your Pitt State helmet is set up there, like the light shined off of it, it just looks so cool. And like right now with the Michigan helmet and the Alabama helmet, it's like. Just dope. Prime time. Here we go. Bam. Right. You're going to have to do a little uh, mini helmet like matchup, like game matchup day. Yeah. Game day matchups, excuse me. I, I've got a lot in there. I fucking said game matchup day. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> uh, like the USC helmet is another one that I'm eyeing probably next. Yeah. Um, I really like the Nebraska helmet. I think it looks cool. That would like, be cool. Clemson's a big program. They made my list. The Notre Dame helmet is in there. Florida State. Florida State is on there as well. I'm t I got like, if you got cool send me helmet, a link. I want to look at this. <laughs> it's a pretty long list. I also, like a sneaky one that I wanted to buy but I can't yet because it's it's out of stock. Take a guess at what team that you would want that's out of stock. I want to buy this mini helmet, but it's not in stock. Wisconsin on Amazon. Nope. Give me one more guess. Oregon. Nope. Wyoming. I can't buy a mini Wyoming helmet. I was going to. It was one of the first ones in the cart. I found it. Can't buy it. Not in stock. But I'm waiting. But then there's like, uh, I have the Oregon green helmet. That's cool. Just to mix it up a little bit. Like Virginia Tech, Tennessee. Yep. 
Uh, so that's that's what I'm doing with my money nowadays, <laughs> just spending it on. Man, that makes me think like, ah, oh, what decoration pieces can I get from my side of the office? And you can see it, so maybe it's a little different from you. But like, I'll have the like Ohio State and Michigan one matched up yeah. against each other, and the Alabama and LSU one. I can't, I cannot bring myself to buy an A and M or OU one. I was getting ready to ask, are you going to do any of the Marine? I team? can't do it. That's exactly how I was going to word it. Maybe I tweet it out, and somebody else can buy me though. <laughs> I would, I can accept it as a gift, but they can't take my money. They can't. They can't <laughs> my it. money is not purchasing the no, fucking. Under no circumstances. <laughs> Oklahoma or Texas A&M. And you have done, like, a fantastic job of decorating your side of the office with the flags on the wall. Like, it just kind of – this wasn't the initial setup of the office, but it has worked out for you very nicely. And it is very appealing for me to look at throughout the day. So, like, I just want to go ahead and say thank you. But I think (laughs) you've mistaken yourself where you think you need to decorate my side as well. So it's a little bit more appealing for you to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just looking at a bunch of Kansas City and Royal stuff. Just uh, give me your debit card information and I'll start buying stuff. Yeah, I got you, dog. Yeah, just make an awesome wish list, and I'll start buying it for mm-hmm. decorations. That I do also have idea. Wisconsin, Iowa is on there. That's a ooh, I, Hawkeye's helmet would be cool. Pretty tough one. If there's, I don't know. I feel like there's somebody very obvious that I'm missing. Wisconsin? Do you have them on? You I just said them. you have them on there. Mm-hmm. I think Utah would be a cool one. Utah's got a couple pretty cool helmets. Yeah, especially the Rose Bowl helmet. I think that'd be neat. Yep, I got a, a pretty sweet Vanderbilt helmet on there. Ooh. What's crazy is some of the teams that it's like, why would you want their mini helmet? You got more like, expensive than like the Alabama one was actually relatively cheap. Mizzou and Arkansas, you got them on there? Yep. Yeah. Texas Tech? They're not getting my money either. Really? <laughs> yeah. Even Tech? <laughs> yeah, and never mind. Okay, I'm aware of why. Ruined a whole fucking birthday for you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for bringing it up, dick. Uh, yeah, so that's my Matchmaker Monday. My second, all these mini helmets. I'm gonna go and this is what I did last night while I was looking at the moon. <laughs> I nerded <laughs> out. It was a beautiful night, and we had it the lunar eclipse. I had a great view of it from my front porch, so I took my laptop out. I started creating my Amazon list as we had the eclipse. Actually, pretty cool. If you missed it, you missed it. It was it was a nice little was nice it? Sunday night. Damn it. I kind of wish I'd have done that. Uh-huh. I need to. F- this is gonna sound real. I need to find a spot where it's like I could just go sit and like have an open sky. Because as weird as that may sound, growing up in the country, I fucking love that shit. Where you can go sit outside, sit on the back porch, or just sit in the yard and look up at the open sky. Mm-hmm. Love looking at the stars. Uh, but anywho, my second matchmaker Monday. Um, I've been talking about the last couple weeks. We've been listening to the show consistently. You know that like. There's like a trend of like TikToks that I like to watch that's just like real appealing. And lately it's just been like home run clips. And it's not just like, oh, this guy like hit a baseball and was like, is it gone or is it like a guaranteed home run? It's like they've been matching up like sounds with it. And it has just been fantastic. I think it's from the announcer on Major League where it's like, hey, this batter's up. You know, he's been like a hard hitting hitter today and like he hits it. And the announcer's like, shit. But it's just been like these random like high schoolers that are like just big kids, and they come up there and they just fucking pipe it, dude. And it is just 
gone. And I've just been sitting here looking at my phone like all weekend, like, ooh, that was a sick hit. Or like they'll hit the ball and they have like a little chop that they do. For some reason, that's just been real appealing. So me and home run clips with that sound have just is what I did on like pretty much Sunday, recovering from the weekend of celebrations. I can't go on TikTok and like look at one single sound. Yes. Because it starts to annoy me yep. after I get to like the third time through. It's like, I don't want to see this anymore. Yeah. For some reason, my algorithm is like, if I like a video or a certain thing, it's like, okay, this is exactly what he wants to see. So it's like the next four videos are like almost a similar thing. So it's like, I just get in the trend of like, I get into like football, TikTok, like golf, baseball, you know, just like, like stand up comics. Like those are my other favorite TikToks where the stand up comics posts are like, some stuff from the show. I just think that's great. I like the hecklers. When yeah, let me rephrase that. I think hecklers are some of the most annoying and worthless people on the planet. I love watching them just get absolutely roasted. Just their ass handed to them by these professionals. Like that is something that I do enjoy watching. It that's on my TikTok. There's one guy on TikTok who I've become a big fan of. He's kind of a, a bigger guy. Um, but he just interacts with the crowd and his one question to him is what is your job? Like, what do you do for a living? And he gets the answer and then he just goes on from there and like cracking jokes and stuff. And it is hilarious. I'm going to have to find his stuff or find his videos. Cause I don't remember his name and then I'll tweet it out because I think everyone needs to be made aware of who this guy <laughs> is. Cause he is that fucking funny to me. And I will be tweeting out my mini football helmet addiction. Your wish list? Yeah. I keep adding to it. Thanks uh, to Brooks. He's like Army, Navy, and Air Force. Oh. Got him on the list. It's really (laughs) weird, though. Army and Navy, their mini helmet looks the same. There's like a minor little difference in its face mask color. Other than that, it's all gold. And that gold's going to look mighty nice on the shelf. Uh, Did you see what Jake said about uh, the moon and stuff? Yes, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, the old blood moon is pretty great rumor has it if you look at the moon close enough you might see your anus that's a good one that's a good the more one. you know um, alright that's it for us today we appreciate you guys joining us on a beautiful little Monday uh, don't be afraid to let me know what helmets that I've missed because there are probably a lot of them but we thank you guys again for joining us we're here in the call app every weekday starting at 10am central time and you have to take part of the live chat uh, eventually you're going to do it Why not make it right now? Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. That would be a fantastic time to do it. Again, thanks for joining us today, and we will be back tomorrow.